Thanks for joining us on Joy Church Podcast. Our Sunday services are held at 1030 a.m. at 4120 Highway 50A in Fernley, Nevada. To stay up to date with what's going on at Joy Church, check out our website at www.joychurch.life. The following message is presented by our senior leader, John Poundstone. Finally, before I launch into the message, just two quick observations. The first one is, have you ever noticed that kids just somehow connect? That they don't see each other's social station, that they don't see each other's skin tone, that they don't see each other's family history. Have you ever noticed how kids just sort of link up and connect? And have you ever noticed how kids just automatically notice when something is amiss with you or a family member or another person or another kid? Have you ever noticed how kids just instinctively know that? And have you ever seen kids just go help each other without thinking, without... That's a really important clue to today's message. It really really is. I'm filling while I'm trying to remember the second thing. (laughs) Here it is. That song, How He Loves. My wife and I first heard that years ago at a very pivotal time in our life. It was done at the time when we first heard it. We heard Kim Walker's version of it. She's now Kim Walker Smith. And uh, we've run into her a couple of places. And then we ran into the author of this song named John Mark McMillan. And we got to kind of see a little bit about what he's like as a person from a distance. And um, I can just tell you that when that song first came out, I'm one of these people that just has to go dig it up, find out its origins, who wrote it, why, what was the situation at the time. I just have to. And I did. And I'm telling you, this guy is for real. And I'm telling you, he's a sold-out Jesus guy and carries very strong character and has continued to write wonderful songs ever since. And I didn't select this worship set. Somebody else did. But this song ties in literally to this message today. How he loves. How he loves. So, Tim, could you please put up the first? Are you okay, Devin? No, it was ahead. Over here on your left, my right, are five banners. Every year we get into the Advent season on purpose here. It dates from the early, early days of the church. It's a, it's a, it is a religious tradition that is hundreds of years old, that as it started and how it started still carries a tremendous amount of anointing and power. How it's been, I don't know, changed over the years or used in some ways, or commercialized. I, I repent for that on behalf of the entire church. But there are there are churches all around the world that are finishing this the fourth Sunday of Advent. And we want to jump into, we want to catch that wave of whatever's going on in the spiritual atmosphere with the holiness and the power and the uh, consecration, there's the big word, of Advent. And the fourth Sunday of Advent is the, is the Sunday of love. And so that's the message today. The Advent of love. 
Holy Spirit of God, thank you for your presence. Connect us, please, with the mind of Christ, who is the very path to the Father. Give us deeper understanding of what he is really like and what he really thinks of us. Reveal Jesus to us, in us and among us. Teach us the ways of the Master. Help us to learn, to change, to grow, to awaken, to arise, to act. To birth revival in us, amongst us, and all those we influence. Amen. The advent of love. Two and a half years ago or so, maybe longer, I ran into a Bible word I had never seen before. And my spirit leapt at the time, jumped when I ran into this word. I've never been taught it. I'd never heard it. And, of course, that led me, I had to explore it. I had to dig it up, dig it way deep. And uh, I've done so somewhat extensively ever since. This word that's in the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, I highlighted it last fall in our prophecies over 2021. And throughout 2021, we have wove, weaved, woven it um, in a number, throughout a number of teachings this year, but I've never emphasized it as a standalone subject so far. It will be among our key emphases for 2022. It's imperative God's church reform and understand this love. It's imperative that God's church disciple this love and manifest it in culture. I'm talking about it today in an Advent sort of way. It's coming. It's coming in His church. It's coming in His church worldwide. Those who catch it, great things will happen. The advent of love, the advent of a particular love. Tim, could we see the next slide, please? This, this word is ancient. It dates back to the very, very first and early days of the Hebrew culture, the Israelites. Today we call them the Jews. The Hebrew language reads from right to left, the opposite of ours, and that is the character for this word. In the Hebrew language, there are no vowels, only consonants. And so in the Hebrew language, one word can be a phrase. One word can be interpreted myriad ways. And this kind of love is called, in Western culture, we call it hesed. Maybe you can think of it as he said, God said. But the Jewish people say it differently. Ever been around that? Has anybody ever practiced the the, the Hebrew sound? <laughs> Go ahead, everybody, right now, practice that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our moms always told us that was rude. Don't do it in public. But in Jerusalem, it's a holy thing. So one more time. Now say Chesed. Chesed, chesed, chesed. You say it often enough, it'll roll off your tongue. Chesed, chesed. Can you kind of hear Jewish people saying that? Yeah, it's a different. It's a very specific, different kind of love. And there's it's summarized up there in those 
phrases. And if you can't read that, again, you're free to get up and move around, take pictures of it, whatever. I may post these slides on the JC Family Connection page later. It, it's a, it's a, it's, I can't say it better than it says it on the slides. But when you, saw, when you see children or adults instinctively link up without thinking about it, they just act out of expression, not emotion, and not intellectual thought, not logic. They just go, connect, serve, love. They put another person's needs above their own just automatically. That, that's chesed. It's a very specific kind of love. Agape love throughout the New Testament is a love of, of the will. It's a conceptual love. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset. It's a, it's a paradigm. It's the way that we look at our lives, the way that we look at the kingdom. And it's all-encompassing, unconditional. You've all heard that term, agape, right? Chesed is completely different from that. Completely different from that. Loving kindness, steadfast mercy, faithfulness, loyalty, intimacy. Healthy intimacy. That makes sense? We're going we're gonna to unpack it a little more in the next slide. So I'll let Tim roll that one up. Chesed love is love by attachment. Attachment. That term in the New Testament, it's all over the place. In Christ. In Christ. In Christ. You see that all over the place. That's, that's literally attached to the head. Who is Christ? So, I don't even know how many times it appears in other versions, but just for just for, because we like all versions of the Bible here, but just for foundation's sake, take a look at this. It's, I, I read one theologian in the last 10 days who said this, is, who said this, chesed is the most important word in the First Testament. I don't know if that's true or not, but a noted theologian said it, so I think I'll quote it, because I just did. But anyway, 248 times, that's significant. You can find it throughout the Psalms. It's all over the Psalms. It's in Proverbs. It's in a, it's in a few books. Uh, it's in a few uh, places in the Torah, the, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. It's even in the Minor Prophets. It's in Hosea and other places. You can find it all over the place. And do you see kind of what it what it's translated as in the King James? Can everybody see that list? Those are the words that chesed is translated as in the King James Bible. This kind of love is antithetical to everything we know and have been trained and conditioned to in Western culture. When I got into into business at about age 20, my first mentor gave me a book. And the title of it is still in print today. Why SOBs Succeed and Nice Guys Fail in Business. And that's how he trained and that's how he operated his business. And that's how many people, and that's kind of the code of the road. You know, the golden rule is he who has the gold rules. And that's extreme. I I get that. You know, there are very Christian-centered, Christian-principled 
business leaders and ethical and so forth. And kindness and courtesy and professionalism are all over the place, thank the Lord. I acknowledge that. But do we understand that every uh, thing in culture today is still based on the need for provision, security, and protection. That need never didn't exist on the planet until the fall of Adam and Eve. And it has, it has existed ever since. Until the king came and unfurled the kingdom, and now you and I can carry that, and we don't have to operate by that system anymore. In fact, we should not. I think I just lost some folks, so we'll move on. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is the behavior that we saw in those children and the behavior I'm talking about this morning is not what we're trained to go and do. We're trained to be we're we're trained around self-provision, self-protection, self-preservation. We're trained one up, one down. We got to get ahead in life. We're trained to compete. We're trained to compare. We're trained to drive. We're, we're trained, am I making sense now? Better sense? Life has trained us this way. Us versus them. There's a them and there's an us. And we've got to find out everybody else who's an us. And we've got to do everything we can to try to either fix or protest or rail against or post on social media about them. Make sense? See, but in the kingdom of God, there is no us and them. There's only us. There's two classes of people on the face of the planet. Those who are in the kingdom and those who God wants to be in the kingdom. That's it. And he loves every one of them the same. Every one. So we're taught to love. We're taught to love. But we're discipled to do something completely different. I'm going to repeat that. It's confusing. It's a mixed message. Because we're taught that we are to live the love of Christ. But everything around us, our families of origin, our school systems, our government, our corporate life, our work life, our politics, disciples us to live the other kingdom. And I'm telling you, chesed love is one of the main bridges into the kingdom full time. How did we miss this? How did we miss this? How do we not even know there's this giant chasm between how we're supposed to walk like Jesus and how we actually do. We've never been taught the gospel of the kingdom. We've been taught that the gospel is this, that, and the other, but that's never what Jesus taught. He went everywhere doing good and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I could go off on that for about a week. The gospel of the kingdom has not been taught in churches nearly enough, let alone embedded into the church's culture. We can't, it's hard to find kingdom culture 
in the church. And that's where it has to be unfurled. Nurtured, prospered, dared. So the slide on your screen ends with a question. A statement and a question. Try to find chesed in the New Testament on its own, per se, and you really can't. Why? Did it not cross the death, burial, and resurrection? Did it not survive the advent of Jesus? Oh no, just the opposite. Just the opposite. You can't find it in the New Testament for two reasons. One, (laughs) pretty much all the New Testament writers knew Hebrew. Not only did they know it, or the scrolls, or been taught it by rabbis and scribes, I mean, it didn't need said because they all knew it. No, but, but they lived it. It was ingrained. Everybody knew about chesed love. That kind of makes sense? Yes. But that's only part, that's only the small part of the reason. The Bible says, and we're going to read this scripture in just a few minutes, the Bible says that Jesus the Christ fulfilled yes. every scripture, every law, every prophecy, every aspect of the First Testament. Do you agree with that? So if that's true, Jesus is chesed, love. Walking, talking, breathing. To the extent that I do like the Bible says, and grow up into the headship of Christ, to the extent that I become a kingdom kid, to the extent that I allow myself to be fully discipled by the Holy Spirit, by scriptures, and by other people, chesed love develops all by itself because greater things exist in me than even existed in him. He was walking, talking, never wasn't chesed love. It doesn't appear in the New Testament because Jesus showed up and he is that. Somebody said amen. Anybody else? (laughs) It doesn't show up because a king and a kingdom came crashing into the world and into the world systems. This was a violent stake thrown into the ground of world culture and world systems. So listen in just a few minutes to our scripture readers. This wholly new, W-H, entirely new, utterly different king and kingdom and its ways and systems completely supersede how we've been discipled by our families, our systems, and the culture around us. Jesus said, directed, and commanded crazy things. Cray-cray. Such as lay down our own agenda, pick up a cross and follow him. Such as lay down our own lives for our friends. Such as love one another in the same way he does. And more. For seven and a half years in this room, we've been teaching and discipling on the inside out, upside down, kingdom God. Kingdom of God and kingdom life as a kingdom kid. Such life leads 
to authority, unbendable power, immeasurable joy, unspeakable, and peace unshakable. And for more than two years, solid, we have been laser focused on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters 5 through 7, as the constitution of the kingdom of God, and the Beatitudes, Matthew 3 through 11, as the Bill of Rights in the kingdom of God. We serve a new constitution. We serve a new government. We serve a new Bill of Rights. The constitution of the kingdom of God, the Bill of Rights of the kingdom of God, and the king, who is our king, under whom we are subjects and sons and daughters. It's a whole different world. Jesus only ever lived, taught, and demonstrated this kind of life. He tells us not only can we do that too, he tells us we can do greater things. Again, the the Beatitudes are Matthew 5, 3 through 12. I should have said 12 because 12 is the capstone on it. I want you to go reread them. That was a little pushy. May I please invite you and encourage you to go reread slowly the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, chapter 3 through 12. This entire Matthew 5 through 7, all three chapters, longest, big word soliloquy, longest hmm, solo Jesus ever spoke that's recorded in the Bible. Go through it. Read it slowly. It's all, it's New Testament chesed love. This morning, what we are, we are going, this morning we are going to rehearse, okay, 5 through 12. What did he say 13 through 19? This is still Jesus speaking. He's just given the Beatitudes. He's just started on the Sermon on the Mount to 12 men on a hillside with hundreds of other people listening. He's just said the Beatitudes. And, we're, and he's, I mean, the opening lines to the, probably the most important, not probably, it is the most important sermon in history. He's not even, I don't even think he's even in five minutes, maybe even three, into this message when he says this. So can I please have reader number one stand and read Matthew 5.13. We'll bring the mic to you. This is from the Message Bible, Matthew 5.13. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. If you lose your saltiness... How will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. He goes on to say in Matthew 5.14, reader number two. (laughs) Sure. It's also from the message. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. All of these are from the message, and all of these are Jesus directly speaking. So we can just read the scriptures. Reader number three and forward. 
If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a hot, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Reader number... Don't suppose for a minute that I have come to demolish the scriptures, either God's law or the prophets. I'm not here to demolish, but to complete. I am going to put it all together, put it all together in a vast panorama. I made an audacious claim a few minutes ago. The claim was, Alex, I'm going to have Sherry that read, the, read that again, sorry. <laughs> I made the claim that we don't see chesed in the New Testament because it doesn't need to be there. Because Jesus is it. Because Jesus fulfilled, completed the law. Now God himself says it. Could you repeat that, please? Sure. Don't suppose for a minute that I have come to demolish the scriptures, either God's law or the prophets. I'm not here to demolish, but to complete. I am going to put it all together, pull it all together in a vast panorama. Wow. Last two readers, please. God's law is more real and lasting than the stars in the sky and the ground at your feet. Long after stars burn out and the earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. You're going to miss the entire richness of the Old Testament if you read it backwards. We're on this side of the cross, this side of the ascension, this side of the resurrection. What that means is the entire First Testament was written to reveal Jesus the Christ. He has been revealed, and we are his revealers. We are his imagers. So when we read the First Testament, we need to look through it from this side of Jesus. How does this look like Jesus? How does this make type or shadow of Jesus? How does this show Jesus? Now you know. There's biblical, hermeneutically and exegetically, for those of you who are Bible nerds in the room, that's how we read the First Testament. They never had the Holy Spirit. You do. They never knew Jesus intimately, touchably, tangibly, personally. You can. Read the First Testament on that basis, please. And our final scripture, which puts it on everything. Matthew 5.19, trivialize even the smallest item in God's law, and you will only have trivialized yourself. But take it seriously, show the way for others, and you will honor the, honor in the kingdom. Isn't that a good God? Yes. The majesty, the beauty, the loveliness of the First Testament through the eyes and the person of Jesus. And he'll honor us. Want God to honor you? There's one way. It's not just a bunch of rules and regulations and a weird language. Well, it is that. Yeah. But when you see it through the eyes of how does this reveal Jesus? It's a completely different read. Thank you, readers. The apostles John and Mark and Luke and especially Paul 
constantly and consistently teach and admonish us to live the chesed way. Just think of all the scriptures. Um, as it is, insofar as you are able, live at peace with one another. Um, maintain the, bond, the unity of, in spirit through the bond of peace. But two different places. It says, uh, don't get drunk on wine, but get drunk in the Holy Spirit, teaching and admonishing one another. And, uh, and that means, like we see kids do, it means chesed love. And I can go on and on and on about how the New Testament tells us to treat other people. In other words, if you've been around me before, you've heard me say one of the greatest kingdom tools you can learn is it's not about me. It's just not about me. It's just not about me. When I'm with him, in his grip, when I'm full of him and in touch with him, I see other people in a whole new way. Don't you? Yeah, of course you do. Another thing you'll hear me say a lot is you cannot take advantage of me. I've already given it to you. Yes, amen. Come on. If you give, if you, right. <laughs> nobody can take advantage of you if you give it to them. Not about me. That's what I saw Jesus modeling. He sees past the... He sees... He sees the immediate need. He ministers it. And then he preaches. Every time. Jesus, the apostles, and all the worldwide church modeled this for centuries and revolutionized the world. And then the church began to change in the fourth century. And over time, this has been completely diluted. Chesed love. It's fierce love. Fierce. And we must revive the chesed love of God. We must be among the few around the world who do. Abba will kiss it. We'll catch the tailwind of heaven if we do it. God can't even help himself when he finds it. He blesses those who do. So where do we go from here? First, we awaken. And I hope that the Holy Spirit has helped you awaken a little bit, or a lot, to this whole area that maybe you've never heard of or explored before. Chesed. Love. It does away with the need for self-protection. No more need for self-defense. No more need for justification, rationalization, excuses. No more need for living in a hall of mirrors. I'm going to I'm <laughs> I'm going to behave in the way that I think you think I should rather than just be authentically who I am in Christ. Vanishes with chesed, with chesed love. It's fierce love. So we awaken to this possibility. In other words, we get. In other words, we get ready for 2022. We awaken and get ready, and then we arise. We we begin to stand up in this. We arise. We get set. We get set on firm feet. We get set 
like in our starting blocks. Not that we're necessarily going to run the, the sprint. We're going to run the long run. We get set. We arise and get set. And then we act. And that's the go command. Ready, set, go. Awaken, arise, act. We got time. Time's on our side. In 2022, we'll dare to be different. In 2022, we'll dare to be renewed. We'll dare to be insurrectionists like Jesus. Counterculturists like Jesus. Insurgents like Jesus. Learning, living, and unfurling the wonderfully outrageous love-fired ways of Christ. We've been trying this for years. Jump in. Jump in. It's awesome. Others in this room, that's true for too. They'll tell you. Oh, it's uncomfortable at first. Oh, it took me a long time. But oh, is it magnificent when you catch it. Here are some suggested first steps. I lovingly double dare double dog dare you to dive into one or more or all of these steps tim's going to show us the next slide again i'll post these the apostle paul when he wrote to the church in colossi marvelous book great church formation book said this and i'm going to speak this over you this is out of the passion translation Colossians 2.19 Take hold, take hold of the true source. Receive directly from Him and His life supplies vitality into every part of His body. Who is you? Who is us? And you really don't understand body life until you understand chesed, linking like children, others being as or more important than I am or you are. Anyway, every part of his body through the joining ligaments connecting us all as one. Religion. It's a dirty word in today's culture. It's a beautiful world to God. It's the same root as ligament. Religion is intended to reconnect the soft tissues of the body. It's to reconnect, re-ligament, religion. He, Jesus, is the divine head who guides his body and causes it to grow by the supernatural power of God. Read that over yourself. Double dog dare you to do it this morning. Right now. Take hold of the true source. Take hold of the true source. Let him be your head. Let him be your Lord. And then do it again and again and again and again. That's called repenting. That's called turning back. I have to every day. Multiple times. Number two, prepare to learn headship in 2022. That will be our key word. The headship of Christ. All throughout the year. It's not what you think it is. It's not what you've been taught. It's way better. 
and then we'll begin to leave, live deeply from it. I posted a handbook, a handout this morning pretty early. I don't know what time it was. It's pretty early. <clears throat> on the JC Family Connection page with 100 scriptures uh, around kindness. And most of the time that you find kindness or loving kindness in the, in the Bible, the root word is chesed. So there are 100 scriptures out there that you can download in a PDF, carry with you, read over yourself, rehearse them, read them, speak into your lives, speak into your family's lives, speak into others you care about. Double dog dare you. Go read the handout and put it to work. And then this morning, there's the last one, and I've asked Sherry to bring over whatever kids can to help us do this. I keep referring to the children this morning. You see, they live chesed love before they're conditioned by life to no longer do so. Let's get a microphone over there, if we can. This is what the Lord gave me. They went back to the room. Love is the source of all happiness. Everybody should be happy because God loves everybody. God wants everybody to be happy. This world was meant to be our heaven. Everybody was going to be happy. So that means everybody was going to love each other. There you go. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David. We receive that. We receive it and bless everybody with it in the name of Jesus. So, Sherry, we're going to get into that closing song, which is an altar call. And the kids are welcome to come over if you'd like or if they're already in the playground, whatever. Um, That's awesome. Years and years and years ago, not... Sherry and I began... My wife, Sherry, and I began to get involved with church life again. <clears throat> and Sherry was really instrumental in, in leading our way back to that. One of the things that she began to do very early on was put only Christian music on our stereos and car stereos. And yeah, I thought that was whatever I thought, you know. I'll get into that some other time. But it, but, uh, it was uh, one more of those times when she was 100% right. That's only happened about 10 more times in the last two hours. Um <laughs> And we used to like this group, some of you may recall it, called Jars of Clay. Yeah, right? Toby Mack was the lead singer of Jars of Clay way back when before he branched out on his own. They're, all still, they're still all very good friends. Well, they put out a song years ago called Love Came Down at Christmas. And they, and they, did, they did a children's, not, not a children's version, this is the adult version, but it has kid-like graphics. And I'm going to remind uh, the, the media booth that we need to stop it at three minutes because it goes on to do some promotion um, in the last few seconds of the song. And so all I'm going to do is that the kids have no idea I'm doing this. All I'm doing, I'll let Victoria and Sherry hear this. (laughs) 
So Sherry and Victoria, this is an old, old Jarvis of Clay song, and all I'm asking that the kids is just kids be kids. Just just kids be kids. Do whatever they want to this song. Yeah. So Tim, let's dim the lights and we'll close the service with this, and then I'll send you out with a benediction. Mac was not the lead singer of DC to- of uh, Jars of Clay. It was, in fact, DC Talk. I regret that error. Um, can we have the lights on, Tim? Okay, let me send you out with three things. Number one, remember to come back at 5 o'clock. Bring something to eat if, if you can. Don't worry about it if you can. Number two, come back Friday night, 5 o'clock, for, for candlelight service. It will be fun and intimate and one hour. Number three, until then... As we, as we push through this final phase of the holiday season, may the eyes of your heart behold the living expression of God. 
who became a man and lives among us, may you gaze upon his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. Chesed. May the ears of your heart catch the whisper of your king calling. May you sense the fragrance of the Holy Spirit beckoning. May the Lord give you images, visions, dreams of what this could look like for you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Love has a name. It's Jesus. We love you. Yep, you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming. Thanks again for joining us on Joy Church Podcast. We want to personally invite you to our Sunday services at 1030 a.m. held at 4120 Highway 50A in Fernley, Nevada. To find out more about the Joy Life, be sure to visit www.joychurch.life. See you Sunday.